beginning of Act 1. Beginning of Act 1. Is it off this whole time? It was off for part of it. That's kind of weird. Man. That's impressive <coughs> that the sound still came through pretty clearly. Mm. Right, well, well, I'm really glad that this is the first 15 seconds of tonight's session. So! Mm -hmm. Doesn't that say for me? Yeah, it, when it's blinking, it's off, which is the worst. That's some weird It's the things. stupidest thing. So it's on right now. It's on. Right now. It's on. What the fuck? Last time was one of those sessions where stuff happened. <laughs> uh, I, I gave quite the quite the the bread, bringing us back to the whole uh, crux of the purpose of coming here. How you got to the Shadowfell, Gloomrot, and everything else. So I'll let you guys update me on what happened last time. With the expectation, I do not have any expectation for you guys to tell me the names of these people or their stuff. Let me, I'll go over that at the very end to, <laughs> to bring us back tight into where we left off. That was very late last time and I wanted to get, get to a certain point narratively. I didn't expect you guys to be like, I better remember this guy's name and what he <clears throat> does. But why don't you guys let me know what well, happened last time. You guys took care of that one guy. I blew back. We found that ice bridge. Yeah. It was, yeah. Covered in those bat mosquito things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that before or after we hit the snow? So we stopped flying. That was before. Sorry, the the, the bridge was after. The snow yeah. was before. And we yeah. saw all the memories. Yes. Yeah. The memories that's when we saw the memories. Yeah. yeah. Except it's after the ice bridge. Before. Before. Before and someone after. I think it mostly happened afterwards. I yeah, I don't think it snowed until afterwards because do you remember. The mm -hmm. snow. The snow was the first thing that we started with, pretty much, because yeah, the, the snow is what made you guys drop. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the, when you cross into the snowfall, that is when you seem to transform back into two of your physical forms from from your windwalk form, mm -hmm. and then you had to hoof it. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you did your butt slide. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. That snowfall like, right away as soon as we start. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Okay. Because yeah, otherwise I would be beyond. But mostly one eight hours, which we did. And then I was you. For some reason, okay. Claymore didn't so the feel the so I didn't feel way. like I wasted my spell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we kept, we kept pushing on. Mm -hmm. There was a big old sea serpent. Like, <coughs> yeah, always birdie fish. fish. Mm -hmm. I got 50 points of HP against the fucking mosquitoes. Yeah, uh, against a challenge rating 1-4. Somebody said stolen memories in a frozen wasteland, and I wrote that down because I thought that was badass. I'm just saying, it was about the snowflake, I don't remember. Oh, mm -hmm. You saw a castle, right? Was there anything yep. big that happened in between there? Uh, the <clears throat> ravens that then yeah, the were like... Yeah, that get pooped away when you killed them, apparently. Yeah. Yep. When you threw daggers at them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you guys emerge into this realm here, yep. the eclipse hanging this way, bathing the... the, the Castle and just enough light to know have an approximate direction. Yeah, we camped out before we went up there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. They really attacked us. No, nope, that was a quiet night. Yeah. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. Super quiet. Um. Snowy steps of jade. Well, I guess they weren't actually vampires trying to kill us. Yeah, these three <coughs> blokes were uh, at the entrance of the castle, mm -hmm. which at first looked cool, kind of creepy, but like not bad. But then transformed to. So, yeah, gargoyle-esque, nasty thing. They looked like vamps. 
The and ravens turned into the mosquito things. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the gargoyles. Bats. They turned, yes. turned into bats. Like fangs, like vampire bats. The the vampire people. We kicked kept, their asses. Yeah, they kept saying too late and exposing their fangs. They, they told each one of us like too late. That's what they kept saying, but but it didn't end up being because they said like 60, 30 seconds and you'll all be dead, and we ended it in three rounds. Um, and they fled and we did some nice damage. And then Annie went right in to the second from the right door. And then Earth tried to follow her, but. We all had those crazy visions where we yeah. all saw a lot of personal things. And we saw each other's. And all the fields. Mm-hmm. All the fields. Yeah, so, four rounds of fields. We just saw flashes of, of each other. Yeah, so yeah. just holding on to this singular yep. moment here. What, at least according to the visions, whether or not you believe this is true for your character or not is irrelevant. It is what you were shown. So, um, Norman, what was the core? What what was the, the purpose? What was your fear? So the the purpose of my fear was the inadequacies that I have, feeling that you know I might not be able to do enough, and because of my inaction or misjudgments that I might cause or not be able to prevent something that I could have. Yes. Neymar, what was the core of your thing? What would bury you according to these visions? According to these visions, what would bury Claymore would be her own shame about the the, the real answer to her question of, are you a good person, especially because with her sword, everything she asks over and over again to be able to wield it. Um, and that it will leave nothing in its place, yes. and that she'll need to try and forgive and love in order to make her way through. Yes, your shame of what you could have done, mm-hmm. or that you, in a sense, whether it's true or not, it may be how Claymore feels, be betrayed Hayfoot in that moment of weakness within Calvo's cave. Mm-hmm. Annie, what was your here, and you. Being abandoned. Well, that everyone I love will leave me. Abandonment and feeling of worthlessness. Correct. And Earth, these rooms. Uh, I think it boils down to the fact that maybe I've been the bad guy the whole time. That all the bad things I've done, I've really wanted to do, but I just needed a reason. And I always seem to be able to find a reason. Very good. I am very happy that nothing else you all individually remember here. And that's not me being facetious or a jackass, as you just said. Clearly, it's stuck, which is good. Mm-hmm. So, after that, you guys saw a brief vision. Um, anybody remember what the brief vision was before you actually woke up and woke up? Yeah. It was dark, and then it was a Raven Queen's face, we presume. Dark eyes, and then it just kind of... Um, Rusted crown that was covered in cobwebs, or... And that was and the bed of yours, because the voice changed, and then it jumped up at you. And then she had the, the cosmic eyes. Yep. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> As you looked up, the blank night sky seemed to have pinpricks of light like starlight all around you and you look back to back down this visage cloaked in black with raven 
feathers, this white face with this rusted gold crown was right in front of you. You saw those where they were black orbs before were now the same as the starlight above. The infinite expanse you seemed to go into, and then you all woke up on the stony floor within the foyer of the palace. That's where we saw Sirius Nocturus, right? Yep, Sirius yeah. Nocturus was there. <laughs> as well as these three who have names and titles which are written here in case you want you care to know, which is not important. Slappy Baby 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Shane pretty much welcomed us, told us that he had to be tested, which is what they were doing. Let us know they were people of the Raven Queen, so Monger. Okay, okay. And then said, come meet your brethren. And we went into the room with the cool stuff. And that's where we met like Umberfem and um, Feather of the Wind, Cradark, Rob, and Awarthiel. She um, likes tea. Once I have down. And we're going to have tea with her? Absolutely. Yep. That's happening, yeah. <laughs> That's happening tonight. One way or the other. I don't care what attacks us, we're having tea tonight. I have a tea with that. Um, uh, should have brought my flowery teapot. There's some other he blokes. He doesn't really say anything. Right? right? Yes. So, you, you were. Does, yeah, does anybody like, happen to remember the name of this 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 place and the purpose of this place? Oh, which is which is the bottom picture? Something arcane. Yeah. Fate's Palace. Yep, Fate's Palace is the name of the entire Fate's mm. Palace, the name of the entire palace. Unbounded Arcanum and Compass of Destiny. Yes, correct. Exactly. Unbounded Arcanum and Destiny. Compass of Destiny. Mm -hmm. That is correct. And when you guys walked in, you saw a bunch of robed and cloaked figures, as you see in the picture there, meandering around, looking at, at things, um, pointing out, and Saris explained that what they call the compass of destiny here, this entire room, this entire place is sort of a haven for those who can make it this far and survive the, the, the trials within. This is where scholars and clerics, the, those of faith and those of science come to share their knowledge and try to suss out the greater meanings in the multiverse as it exists, the greater meanings across the plane, including the Raven Queen's immutable and inscrutable limbs, which you find from Saris are not as direct as you may or may not have thought that they were. Whereas Titania, if that's what you're comparing to, could be like, go and do this. Mm -hmm. Something that's not the case with the Raven Queen. She's more mysterious or, or aloof. And these folk try to, with the Shadarkai, are the name of these people, and, and others who are the original followers of the Raven Queen, they try to suss out greater meaning from constellatory movements and this compass of destiny. And he asked for reasons that you guys might not understand why, if you could track a person using magic. And Saras said, unfortunately, it's not that straightforward. It's more of the grander movements of the cosmos. And this person here and this person here might have completely different explanations for movements that happen here. And then, well, there wasn't any other white ravens. There's black ones and gray ones. There's black ones, so some gray, gray ones. Spirals, but there is no other white one. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then, as Annie was introduced with with Saris Nocturus, and you guys were following along, kind of like looking around, going, Jesus Christmas, where are we right now? Introduced to several. And we feel better in here, too, right? Yes. Yes, the shadow fell. It's like this is that divest 
divested. This is more like a mortal plane feeling thing. Mm -hmm. Not by any means like with Feywild, which is more like what it, the difference here is while you were, were within the bon, Bonfire King's realm, it was like he had turned on the Feywild charm, which seemed to combat the Shadow Fell on Despair. Here, so the Shadow Fell Despair does not exist. It's still very gloomy and downtrodden and overall. You were introduced to Umberfen here, who uh, uh, was described as a as a dream guardian, a druid of a land that he prefers to keep secret. He protects his his grove with might and, and magic, the best of his abilities. You met Awarthiel, an, an arcane archer who, according to Ceres, has traveled further than any other to come to this place. She seemed to be a little bit, um, using this to term loosely, not not clinically, but bipolar, in, in a first first happy to, to make new friends and ask one to play a, a game and a riddle, but then he was like, well, do we have enough time for, for that right now? And Sarah suggested, maybe we'll save it real spread a little bit later. Well, later, Awa, she went, well, it's fine. We'll all be dead soon anyways, and walked away. Uh, Def here, um, a zealot um, warrior, of the uh, of the, the Raven Queen, though he did not know it himself until more recently. And he's human, right? Uh, yes. And Kraydark, who is a, a half elf, though you probably can't tell this moment in time. I know. I, I think I, I did mention that you could tell he was he was half. I said he was old. You asked me if he's old, but half elf stands for human stands. And I said either, but we're not really sure. Um, he seemed to be at least the friendliest of the folk here. And one thing that he said was was um. The trek is not easy for any, even the second time around. Sarah's explaining he's he's he amongst the folks that she had introduced you to so far has been this place before. This is not his first journey to Fates Fates Palace, and he, he said to Annie, um, "Someday in the distant future, when this is all long behind us, perhaps we'll meet again in in Damas and share a pipe in the clean light of the sun." And Annie said, "That sounds wonderful." And then, last but surely. Never least is the feather in the wind, the the tabaxi from Sujuk, a cleric of the grave, who's the youngest and shabbiest of them. Her ears twitching nervously, very very soft yet quick spoken, and fan favorite. <laughs> so, I had also said that that there was some some further introductions that may have took place in the likes of these folks here. You also see several other Shadar Kai around here, and you saw other figures. One, a, a female elf um, with like a long braid and a staff with like a unicorn head made of pure gold or something of the sort, a spiral point, speaking, you know, softly to a much, much shorter halfling. Kill him! Halfling. Mm -hmm. When wearing, wearing a, a brownish, almost almost a maroon robe with seeming like living eyeballs all around it, blinking and looking around at any given time. Just basically a fair amount, I would say probably two or three dozen folk here, um, including probably six shot archive, the, the three that you, you guys know, and three others that are similarly garbed and, and whatnot else. Um, you imagine others are like Sarah's that they live here and do the Raven Queen's bidding, but there's a 
fair number here that you get the impression as you're walking around being introduced, sort of going like, I think as Earth, River, Elfland, what the fuck are we doing here? So, mm-hmm. oh, all the common time. No. <laughs> um, but many that are around are much like you guys, travelers who are here perhaps for the, the first time, perhaps the second or third, but those who do not live in this place. I believe, to be very precise, what we left off with the shadow dancer jumping to the, the top of the, the compass of destiny and calling for silence, stating that, excuse me, calling uh, from the top, the lights and reflections all vanishing the room, dimming, as she calmly says. I'm sorry to interrupt you all on your studies and greetings, but with the arrival of our newest sister and her allies, I think it is soon time to discuss with why you have all been gathered here. In five minutes, I would have all your attentions ready yourself by then. Saris nods upwards, gives your hand a, a brief squeeze, and says, just stay here. And she makes her way to discuss with the other Shadar Kai and folk. You guys have a few minutes here. Yourselves. I think it's quite pointless to call for attention and then not use it. Excuse me, I'm going to make a speech in five minutes. Just hold on. <laughs> it does seem like a little bit of a fan of the fan of the fan of the fan of the Exactly, is the person that has the answers for us, the whole reason we came here? I'm assuming it's Shadow Dancer. In about five minutes. Born of that? No, I mean about where the Mind Flayer is. I don't care what this bitch has to say. Yeah, I think. Hopefully, if we have curry favor with Raven Queen, that's part of it. But I think the main purpose of being here is actually even seek out Eljana to answer the summons. But hopefully one thing will lead to another. There are people from all over here, so perhaps somebody's heard something. Anyway, so we don't need to take that tone with Sunday this time. 
are no half orcs here, you're fine. Um, Do you all remember? It's also none of my business. Mm. Do we remember what? The face. When we walked in here. Mm-hmm. Mask. Yeah. Creepy one. Yeah. I mean, how many of our have you seen with those eyes? I mean, are they only hers? Is she borrowing them? Is she like everybody else? Or is that twinkly eyes? Yeah. Uh, it seems. I don't exactly know what that means. I have a running theory, I mean, especially seeing this, if this one was the Raven Queen, and this, these were a lot, a lot of stars, right? It might be that the people that have these eyes, the more stars they have in their eyes, the closer they are to divinity. It's just a possibility. Oh, and so maybe if they've seen something, like, you know, maybe Fire Song, using the scroll or something, was able to see something that then allowed him to have these kind of eyes, I don't know. Didn't your fellow have a dot in his eye though? Yeah. I don't know if that's any closer to divinity. It's the furthest thing from power, what I'd say. Who is that? Well. Hmm? Who is that? You're, you're the fighting man. When you fight with in your mind. Hmm? Yeah. And your body becomes... Oh. The dragon man and his brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, divinity is a strange thing, and there might be multiple paths to it. I mean, you have those in the house that embody more strength, and you know. Just because you're divine doesn't mean you're nice. Exactly, and you're just because you're proof. divine doesn't necessarily mean that you're some pretty book nerd. Just possibility. Soul is like sniffing at Icky and like kind of letting him like uh, see if he's there. Because I don't know if she's been out when Strickman has been out yet. But he's a, he's a spider. Uh, under horns right now, I think. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Because we should also remember the crow had those eyes as well. Exactly. Yes. Or the end of his bout with fire mm-hmm. so. Right, exactly. They okay. also had a skull. Well, we're better to pick up a shadow than the shadow fell. I mean. So it seems like we have a list, a longer list of bad guys that have that ability than nice ones. But didn't we just say about divinity didn't necessarily mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just mm-hmm. saying heads up to her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, <laughs> and also, a lot of people who might seek divinity are people who would seek power. So. Yeah. Did both the wolf and the star-eyed lady have the same eyes, the black wolf and the stars, oh, as we read in the books? I will. I have it in my notes. Did you have inspiration? No. I'm gonna give it to you because I had to go back and find the video mm. to today because this is one of the page the pages of my one notes that was completely wiped, mm. and I can't get it back. 
So that's one time where I'm so thankful I had that re I had that recording. So I went back and I actually had to retake notes on what I said based mm -hmm. on my memory. <laughs> you are correct. In fact, I would say Annie at this point reaches in her pack and pulls out the small, thin book which you guys found in Caldwell's Keep, mm -hmm. which was about Lol, mm -hmm. the Drow Queen Arashni, the time and her antithesis. Uh, another elven queen, not not Trow, but an elven queen, um, simply known her name lost in time, but known as the Star Lady. Mm -hmm. The one thing they had the Star Eyed Lady, right? Um, the Star Eyed Lady. The Star Eyed Lady. lady. Yeah. I was yeah. very specific. Different, yeah. different from the Starry Lady. Yeah, yeah different exactly. from what from what Annie, but similar enough that makes you go, that's interesting. Yes. 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 Which, so first, which, which is what we pointed out the first time. Exactly. No, no, exactly. That's, I was kind of fine. I appreciate it. It does say here, yeah. and I might be wrong, but that her eyes came after she became immortal. She became immortal and her eyes were like that. Hmm. Immortality, then. Well, the book probably wasn't specific on that. More just that they they were the um, lull as she became known after has found some, some artifact. Similarly, this this elven star-eyed lady has some similar artifact, and they were akin in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And Loth coveted the star-eyed lady's artifact and was very much going after sending her armies. While the star-eyed lady did not have armies of her her own, people flocked to her. As a star-eyed, she was a healer. She would go mm -hmm. upon battlefields that had been been ravaged by forces and raise tens, hundreds back, heal those who were who were wounded, and actually they then fought to her to be her protectors more than anything else. Ultimately, do you remember how this clash between the Starred and Lolf ended? Starred Lady ended up taking the entire city out, created the River Styx too, mm -hmm. um, but and they just. Yes, but based on the, the descriptions of Lolth's territory being south of Damas, um, and that's knowing where that's where the flight is, this big area of the continent's just like it's where it leads to the uh, the the underdark. And the description in the book, at least, was almost like a shovel th through sand, uprooted an entire enormous landmass, and just turned it into pitch blackness, used darkness. Some say that the star I had found a second artifact, and with both at her disposal, could once and for all best involved in her forces. Because However, they were fighting, and there was a wall where Starry Lady went away for a while, and then she field. came back when mm -hmm. this happened. Exactly. So Lull's forces <coughs> were gaining um, a lot of, of ground. Starry had appeared, and for six days and six nights, with her twelve apostles surrounded the city and did this darkness that just eviscerated the whole thing. Fortunately, she lost herself in this, and uh, the part about the, the River Styx came because the book is mostly Lolf, well, Lolf actually, and Lolf reformed in the in a layer of the abyss called the now called the Demon Web Pits, where she began to string, or string her strands and webs across to capture souls as they as they, they descended from the shadow fell through the abyss to wherever they they go next mm -hmm. and ensnaring souls to use as sustenance slaves power whatnot else mm -hmm. it was after that even mm -hmm. that 
the star ride used the power one final time to craft what is colloquially referred to as the, the, as the River Styx, which is simply a pathway that most souls can travel down and so they don't get snared by these webs or other by devils and that you went with. demons, right. Um, but they say that Loth is still there spinning her webs, hoping to find more power and always on the lookout for more souls. And there's many, many more pages of Loth in there, again, that I could go about her. Yeah. The beings, that the drow that, you know, she's worshipped by, by the drow to this day, and she has very real power. Um, almost all drow clerics and paladins worship her. Blah, 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 that's not what we're here about. You guys mentioned the yeah, star-eyed Yeah, a lot more star-eyed baddies go. than star-eyed goodies. Yeah. I found that while I was cleaning today, and I was wondering if you still need it or not. I should. I'll take it. Yeah, that was just that one time that, that, you, that you were gone to the off. You could, you, if you want to toss the trash, the trash is over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. stand each other mm. you know there's sure. always going to be multiple powerful parties mm-hmm. exactly they're not sure they can outright defeat one another so they just tolerate one another until one gets the upper hand mm-hmm. or maybe one needs the other for some other purpose but I mean the crow with divine eyes what if he's trying to give one the upper hand trying to do that kind of thing, but to what end? I mean, that's a possibility. Oh, he's trying to usurp one or the other. Mm-hmm. That's the other possibility. But I mean, a good way to usurp somebody is to make two powerful entities fight and then fill the vacuum. Never fails. But. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's a stipulation, I suppose. As these five minutes, ten minutes more or less, but by the time Solstice had done, yeah, more and more people had come in through the doorways and the hallways, the, those in Oswald Scrolls or wherever, speaking amongst each other, all looking up more Shadar Kai, but not too many more, fewer than maybe you expect for a place that are supposed to be the main defenders of this, this place, but more scholars and scribes and whatnot. Even more people like yourselves that look like they're clearly travelers that have been here for a bit of time, as opposed to those who are wearing slippers and they live here. It is time that we discuss. Maybe before she can even go on further, she's interrupted almost immediately by Kratark, the paladin of redemption there, who says, Hold, what if Chanel? Is she not hastily on her way as well? And Shadia, the shadow or the shadow dancer, looks down at him and says, "Chanel perished a short time ago. Her company ambushed and annihilated by a nightwalker. 
down to her soul, not even we can bring her back now. By that, simple says you guys look back and forth and, and then back at, at Crater, he looks shocked at this. Suzanne, Shadia? The chef dance, dancer says, Shadia was the, was the one survivor. He made it here but did not pass our task at the front gates. Grief had overcome him at the loss of Chanel. He would have been a liability to our cause here. He will do better in mortal, in the mortal realm. And perhaps when the mother of ravens calls again for all of her children. Frederick says, why, why did you not, if he was here, but why did you not inform me? I, I could have at least spoken with him. Shout answer. Lifts a hand and says, Brother Craydark, enough. We did not call for you because one, Shadio will not remember that he made it this far. We have expunged the memory of his arrival at Fate's palace and put him back on a path homeward if he has the strength. He will remember Chanel's death and what happened. In his mind, he's decided to, to go home on his own. We did not inform you because your mind should be on what is to, what is to come. If you wish to see your friends again, I suggest that we all do what must be done here, and then you can see them in the realm of the living. At any point, by the way, you guys feel free to in character. <laughs> I'm king of the mountain. <laughs> My sword's getting rusty while these birds chatter with each other. <clears throat> at, at this, Kraydark simply goes quiet, his eyes kind of looking around like this was shocking information to him. Barthiel looks concerned, is twisting a, a, a lock of, of her dark hair, and she looks around and says in almost a sing-song voice, but shouldn't there be others? More of us to help? The Shadow Dancer speaks. The enemy will be here too soon. We will gather those few that our magics can reach, but now we must conserve ourselves and prepare for what is to come. Feather in the Wind says meekly, What? What is to come? The Shadow, da Shadow Dancer nods and says fair question feather in the wind eyes roll back slightly the globe realights and beams to go up to what has been turned from the night sky to a black glass ceiling then illuminates again you are all see before you a flock of ravens. As your head turns, you see more ravens that side, that side of you are in the body, vision of, of a raven itself. The shadow dancer without her eyes coming back points to one, does this, and your vision jumps to one over there. You can almost feel on your flesh the wind ruffling through your feathers. I think it just comes closer to you and 
the muscles into your hair as a gap. Closer and closer you get, you are now in the snowy sword hanging here skeletal figures go zombies big almost blubbery in mass with swords and maces and whatnot in their back shuffling their way forward as well all of them moving the same direction the opposite way and the way that is flying right now as the rain continues to fly overhead seeing all of this just behind these Undead, their shadows faintly outlined but moving along the ground, floating above, not even disturbing the snow that they pass through at the real chains at their wrists. There are cloaked and hooded humanoid figures behind them, hands clasped, moving as one behind this sea of undead. Easily, you see hundreds here below. But beyond that, there are larger forms as well. Hulking, vaguely humanoid forms, swarmed by much smaller creatures, the glint of chains barely visible, connecting one large, bulbous, demonic form to perhaps ten or so smaller, greenish ones that crawl along dogs in the end of chains. Flying ones high above the others, some with long arms and ashen feathery wings occasionally <coughs> screeching as they fly as the rain stays just above hoping to catch attention of these forms. Enormous bestial creatures a black fur with holes visible through their scabrous flesh. Some huge creatures turned, zombified, raised from the very dead. You can't 
can't tell from here what they are, but some four-legged things that scurry quickly through the snow. see more, because yes, there is even more than that. There is a skeletal, tall, 15 foot tall, 5 foot wide skeletal creature with rib cages seems to have a more humanoid size figure inside. And this one with pointed ears and flesh that's just tight over skin. You hear an audible gasp amongst you. You're lost in vision as you guys are all looking straight up into the glass, which is what's displaying this big-ass TV style. There's an audible gasp by some here when they see these creatures near the back. But just then, a streak of green comes and right in front of the raven that you are, and your vision goes black, and then it appears in a raven just further behind. The line, this one goes as well, and the vision changes once more to yet a, another raven, more in the back, as the shadow dancer trying to keep up with those that are falling now. And you see flying above even the ravens. whispers and sharp inhales of breath from around the room as the vision goes black. The, the, the compass of destiny relights up and, and the sky once again becomes this normal starscape, unlike the Shadowfell, but whatever it is, making the area in light and calming tones. The Shadow Dancer says, this is what we will have to face within the next several days. They are relentless, tireless, spurned onward by a master far away. At this rate, we have perhaps five or six more of your mortal days before they are here upon us. Based on the composition of their forces, the mix of demonic and mortals with augmented undead and more than one Devourer. Once again, you hear the gasp and the hush, and you take it. The devourer must be those skeletal ones in the back. We assume. Real quick. Was that like half, like it stopped forming at the waist and it kind of pulled itself along? No, it was full size skeleton with very. Okay, but you very, just saw that person in Yeah, the there was like a human sized person in the cage along. captured, and then there was a whole other skeleton around it. Okay. It was moving. Um. Based on the mix of demonic mortals, augmented undead, more than one 
Bauer, we assume this is the work of Orcus, demon prince of undeath. He and our mistress do not see eye to eye for obvious reasons, and this is not the first time he and others have waged open siege upon this palace. We of the Shadarkai live to serve the Raven Queen by her own power and grace, and we have fought countless battles in her name and defended this very hallowed ground many times alone. But sometimes, even we need help. You have all been called upon because you have heard her call your name and you have answered. Each of you have a unique story, but all of you are bound in this way. You get the sense right now that you three really are kind of the oddballs out. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every other, with meaning very few exceptions, people like you kind of like, but pretty much, honestly, everybody else here has a raven with them. Or if they don't, then they, 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 they've lived here, that sort of stuff. This is where they, they call home, at least for this time. She continues, but all of you are bound in this way. There's no refusing destiny, and it is all of our fates to die defending our mother, and we die protecting the mortal realm, if that is the case. But our hope is that with those here, we will be able to persevere once more. The halfling figure with the, with the robe of eyes blinking next to that, that tall, that elven woman with the long staff steps forward and says, you think the four or five dozen of us here can stand against that? The shadow dancer turns and says, no, Prilus Ventopolis, you are not alone. And from every doorway and from the shadows themselves emerge Shadarkai, until the room's inhabitants Still, to your eyes, it doesn't look nearly enough. The shadow the dancer continues again. We will not have their numbers, we never will. But we Shadarkai have been fighting undead and fiend for over a millennia. We have gathered knowledge, tools, and weapons to fight these exact forces. We have placed traps and pitfalls along the enemy's path. A woman with a tattooed face, severe features, and a blonde braid, leaning on a, on a spear, a raven perched on the end of it as well. She steps forward and says, Sounds like you plan on sending us to thin the horde. Is that what we all are to you? Expendable soldiers to fight your wars? I have my own to fight back home. Shadow Dancer says, No. No, you are not expendable. The Shadar Kai can be revived by our mother's grace after we perish, but you may not be so lucky. No, we, Shadar Kai all, will be facing the enemy first while they are far from the palace. Our eyes have seen this force moving for a month now. We have planned our tactical strikes and ambushes to put them off balance, create bottlenecks, and lure them into their own demise. Those of you who are new to this place will be defending the final path to these gates. 
and those of you mortals who call this palace home will remain within these very hallowed halls, this very room, which will be used as a gathering point for leadership, surveillance, medical triage, magical enhancement, and a final bastion of defense if the palace is truly breached. There's hushed whispers. The Shashada just seems to take a deep breath to steady herself for what is next to come. But you guys have a brief moment if you wish to chatter amongst yourselves or to wait. Maybe it's just something. We know this will be difficult. We know that in war there are losses. Many of the Sharakai in this room will die, and many of you as well. We are prepared to accept these terms as we always have been for the betterment of all the realms. You will have to use all of your wits, your strength, and the tools you brought and that we will provide to survive. If we all fall and the Raven Queen is no more, then we all die. There is no other option. If she falls, things will go back as they were before the river sticks. This palace cannot fall to the likes of Orcus. Those of you who will be defending the outside will be split into three groups of six each and will defend three crucial junctions. Each squad has been collected and assigned based on complementary techniques and your defensible positions. By the time the enemy reaches any of your positions, our hope is that they are thinned and damaged enough for your smaller groups to successfully ambush and repel them. Again, I know this will be difficult, but this is why you have been called. This is not for a mortal queen or a or a realm or even a family. This is yet a higher calling. Finally, each team must have a leader. That leader's role is paramount to this entire operation as it is in any battle. They will be responsible for understanding the capabilities of their squad, coordinating positions, making battle plans and preparations, and sounding the retreat or deciding when to fall back for rest and healing in this room. Knowing the right time for a team to fall back and recuperate while others take the mantle is difficult, yet necessary requirement of a leader, as well as the aforementioned roles. Military experience or experience in long-term defense against superior numbers and holding ground is preferred. Each of these squads will decide your own leader. Kredark, Awarthia, Feather in the Wind, Krauthgaf, Umberfen, 
and Anaxaria. Which of you have such experience in military operations or long-term defense against superior numbers, holding ground, a mantle that can take on the mantle of leadership? Feather in the wind looks terrified, and her ears droop, and she's just unable to look up. Umber Fenn says, I have defended my forest against the occasional darkness in the past, but I am no leader of men and women. Warfiel just seems distracted, and absentmindedly soothing feathers of her raven in her hand and, and laughs as it calls quietly. Krothgaf is silent. Kraydark speaks and says, I am with the druid, my lady. I will fight to defend our mistress and everyone here, but my days of leadership are long, long behind me. There's a pause. I do not have any military experience myself, although I have fought quite a bit as of late. However, unless you were planning on putting them elsewhere, if my companions will fight with me, there is one I think could be up to the task, should he so choose. My companion, Urf, has been a leader in the military. He has led <coughs> large groups and has fought many and killed even more. Her gaze turns upon you for the first time. Most gazes here were looking at you like oddities, but then mostly scanning over you. Now all eyes turn. We were background pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now suddenly, you're front and center, all three of you. The shadow dancer says, You are not one of us, dwarf. We thank you for your willingness, but you are not compelled to assist in this battle like the others gathered here are. But the decision is yours. If you will fight for us and be a leader, it is only up to the others to decide if they will accept you. I already have. Now the fact of the matter is if he will accept others. Me? That's the whole point of having me around is keeping you alive. Sounds like if we don't do this, everyone will be dead. There will be no way out. Things will change. Things always change. These high ways always try to make themselves seem important. Choice is yours. Like I said, you wouldn't survive very long if I left anyways. Except. Oh, I thought that was fucking clear. Yes, why not? You will swell yourself to the cause, not necessarily to our mistress, but to this cause, and will fight with all your strength and cunning within your blood, and we will accept you. Does the rest of your squadron concur? You guys have already done your nods. Yes. They look over, everyone looks around, some skeptically, 
Um, but Fredo Nguyen eagerly so sort of smiles and does this. Crater just cocks a head and nods and closes his eyes respectfully. Krofgeth actually seems to cock an eye in your direction. You see one eye through the, through the shadow of his raven-like mantle. Nods ahead. Marthiel stops tickling her her, her for a moment <laughs> and looks up and goes, We'll be dead either way, won't we? But that's okay. At least, at least this way, it'll be fun. And Uberfen simply nods and says, It'll be an honor. She goes, Good. Then, you will decide on a name for your squad, Urfael in the line of Dorn. These people's lives are now in your hands, as are all of ours. Your team is now the largest, so you will be defending the path leading directly to this palace front gates. I suggest that you do not concentrate all of your efforts on the steps of the palace, or you will be outnumbered and overrun. Instead, utilize the size of your territory and take advantage of what you have to work with. May her gaze be upon you. I guess she's the leader. We <laughs> turn to her. She then turns and begins to address other people that I won't bore you all with as your squad congregates toward you a bit. Sarah's walking over, um, actually, with. Uh, she, she just sees Sarah's walking over and talking with the, um, no, with the, the halfling fellow with the robe of eyes. As you four have a brief moment to to speak before your your new five companions encroach on you. Thank you. Don't do any favors after this. Fair point. You owe me big time. I mean, a wolf or a dog is kind of a big ass. So you were just tapped there twice on the shoulder. Well, my thought was we're pretty much stuck here anyways at this point. Where are we going to go? Yeah, I guess we'll do what we can. Mm -hmm. Cool. Don't worry, we got plenty of pawns to go first, so... Let's hope they last tonight. <laughs> I'm better Wait. at staying back a, a, a bit. Her Wait. long ears twitch. We might just have plenty of time to sit so quickly you want to work. Kind of in the wind. Also says, uh, it it will be it will be absolutely wonderful to be under your um, command, sir. I have no military experience <laughs> at all, but I can heal people and I have potions and I will help in any way that I possibly can. That's, okay. That's, so that's, also, that's, I can. Because <laughs> how tall is she? She's like a foot she's tall. Like, right? She's like she's shorter than you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just gonna put my small. whole big meaty palm on her face and just kind of push her away. Remember, Fen and Kropkagev both walk up more, more, more quietly, and Kradark is the last to come up. You can almost see underneath his. I guess now that you're in charge, we can turn this toward you. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're a I'm in charge. I know. Yes. You are now, this is a big, big... This is why I was nervous, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty really Does anyone have military experience leading in against lots of people? Well, yeah, in a short little backstory, he does. <laughs> Not when real NPCs are involved. Kradar right. oh, is the last to walk up, and he just, just takes a drag on his pipe and... Smoke comes out under the mask, and he 
seems to have a definitive smile as, as he looks at you, despite your... <sighs> just already the headaches are coming, and he just has a slight smile as he watches. Says, well, Commander. We can skip all the pomp and circumstance of a normal military procession. All I need to know is what you're good at, what you can do, and how useful you can be. And as I say that, I'm going to pop that pipe out of his hand. Take a drag or whatever Birdman's smoking. <laughs> it's gone. You, it's, it's hot. It's hot in your throat. You, like, suck in the actual embers. Oh, no. And just drop it back to him. <laughs> A little bit of red. Ooh, nice. it comes out. He goes, I'd best repack that for, for the commander. <laughs> Feather in, in the wind, look at hand, like, don't make the commander angry. Like, <laughs> super serious, ears back all of a sudden. Like, super loyal, like that, as he just chuckles and packs a little tiny pipe a little bit more. This one's here, too? No, you can you can frankly ignore these two. They were, they were, okay. they were just, just there to show how easy it is to find pictures of people with ravens. <laughs> <laughs> these are, these are like, there's more people there, but they're on other squads, and just to be frank, you may or may not see them. Yep, no, no, no worries. Yeah. That's always, yeah, I see the If I have my crew and these, these I figure are, this people is that's, enough. That's I, don't need, I don't need to yep, go that's over why I was like trying to just be clear, like, okay, yep. those guys there, too. All right. So... Thoughts. Um, these are, I think your, your point is good to ascertain what strengths and weaknesses they have and where they best fit in the lineup. I know how useless you three are already. Yes, you do. <laughs> they're, they're useless. We'll have to do all the hard work. So, <laughs> you know what the LS. Sounds like we're in a large space to take care of. So making sure we don't clump will be important. I think well after look to my repertoire again, but we might be able to and if I may infer a bit with Umber and that you might be able to assist me in making some bottlenecks that we can lure people through. Perhaps some walls of stone or something of that ilk. I can do what I, I can. Like we said, said. Then I also thought you two could be in charge of slowing them as much as possible. And if things, if push comes to shove after that, we're facing undead and demons and other things. So fire yeah, will be useful against some, maybe. Against some, maybe. But then not so much Otherwise, so that's yeah. why. Yeah. Essentially, my thought is I'd like to have everybody have two roles, where one is your offensive role and one is your defensive role. So something you're doing to hamper the enemy, mm-hmm. and then a time where we all have to actually fucking do something, and that'll be your aggressive role. Mm-hmm. Is that simple enough for all of you to understand? Call once if you get it. Talking to the birds, none of you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Only one of them actually actually replies. <laughs> and why has no one gotten you a drink yet? For fuck's sake. <laughs> that that will be time for drinking soon, Wolf, says the halfling, who is referred to as Pallas 
Ventopolis, who walks up with Sarah's not not the tourists. He says, hmm. "So this is the, the crew." And Sarah smiles in the way that she usually does behind her curved but blindfolded eyes and says, "Perfect uh, squadron. This is." Pilus Ventopolis, a halfling arcanist who has been here in Fate's Palace for quite some time. He's one of the many, as I was discussing previously, who reside here semi-permanently, at least, to help understand the compass and, and the winds. He's a staunch ally and quite a collector of things. As the Shadar Kai go into the mortal realm to bring back memories, emotions, those often tied to trinkets based on our mother's whim. Often this includes bringing back things that will aid us in exactly this sort of conflict. Good Prilus here, he as an arcanist is partially responsible for curating and denoting the use of such things. He will be your contact within the palace during this excursion. While you are defending the outside, he will be inside. He will get you what you need at his disposal. Will do the best that he can to guide you and be your eyes in the sky while you are all out there. And he says, kind of twirls his, his mustache a bit, smirks and goes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine of you. Well, either the nine of you can freely speak. I, I have a spell tel telepathy, which I, I can cast the moment before you are sent out. That lasts quite some time. Telepathic link that will link the nine of you together. That you can speak easily, instantly, and telepathically with each other. Mm. Crucial for a battlefield strategies if everything goes to the abyss and handbasket. However, that, that would remove me. I am fine with this. Raphael, it is your choice. Conversely, one of you can choose to not be a part of this, or can be assigned to not be a part of this, and I can <coughs> maintain the connection with him. You're gonna turn to these cabrones mm -hmm. and be like, how much do you all know each other? How often do you work together? They all give you a din and head shaking? Perfect. Never. We'll take the mind like old man. You sit you sit comfy and just keep us all connected. Is this a spell that you can cast? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Why? I've just I thought I've had a spell like this and I was curious about it. If I may converse with you at some point and talk to you about it. Yes, I I am sure we'll be doing much conversing the next five, six days. How much time we have? Six days? At, at most, I would be enough. Be I'm enough. Six, six days? 
Six days. Uh, we can meet up again in three. We're fine. Everybody take 15. <laughs> well, I don't know a whole lot about military strategy, but defending against the orc hordes, we usually had people like these two here in Eggmore Decent on the front lines, setting traps from above. Mm. Interesting. As well as below. Do we have a map of the area we're working with? Yes, you do. Right, so I thought. Okay. I need everybody to remove everything from the oh. Bring it out for the teeth here. Bring it out. This is also a good time to not break. take our break, but if you guys have to pee, go ahead. This one's taking a little bit to set up. Erp, Leo, I am now yeah. giving you all of these. You are now responsible for the party. The party. I can if you lose them, you are not coming in the back. Those nope, guys okay, is she with us too, or is she oh. just a No, she's okay. not there, just oh. on the other way. Okay, you guys know I like to do every genre possible. Yes. Now, now we have our Defend the Tower genre. Feel free to take a bath and break. Go back some more for your pizza. Out or more? Uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to finish my water here first. Okay, but you want, we will want more. Oh, yeah, I might have, I might have one more. Oh. I'm going to not have another. Did we pause? Yes, we got paused. Uh, yeah. oh, I was to pause. No, I, I guess I don't. I just don't know no, what you did during break. We're not taking a full break. Oh, okay. Also, this music is giving me flashbacks. This is this is the exact same album I used to use to write papers at like 3 a.m. after school. Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> you have a paper due. I have a paper due. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kettle corn. Mm. 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 For once. Not you, baby. You're fucking. <laughs> 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 You're like, you have the arrow ball, you'd leave just like, ah. Oh. I am glad we have a war field. We needed at least one archer. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name. I don't know how much clearer I can tell you all that I suck with an archer. <laughs> I don't know what I can do. <laughs> oh boy. So essentially, uh-huh. above table, mm-hmm. Stephen, am I having you tr- choose the other druid's spells sure. to prepare best? Well, okay, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> no? Alright, hold on. Hold okay. on. Okay. One at a time. This yeah, is yeah, going to yeah, be very, very, very fun. I think, I think you're all going to find this very fun. Also, extremely stressful. But that's uh-huh. that's what I love fun, the most. Fun, stressful, for that the whole time. awesome. The whole... I knew, I knew, I should be freaking out. <laughs> so when he started saying that stuff about military experience, I was just like, Ugh. and I feel like Irv, even in the crowd, would have been like, 
Danny, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I regret telling you every campfire story I ever told you. <laughs> you only told me two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's two too many, apparently. And so See? This one don't share things. In Annie's mind, she's like, ha-ha, this will quench his thirst for blood. Mm. Do you want to leave? I was literally about to turn to you, Herb, and say, like, so we're grabbing Annie and we're running, right? This is one but here, Andy's going, like, you've seen Spirit Away, right? I have not, actually. <gasps> no. I know. <clears throat> I have not. There's the part where there's this shadow guy offering the little girl a bunch of gold. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yep. I feel like that's Annie offering you blood. Mm-hmm. No fancy. Ah. Yep. Mm, yeah, it's not good. Well, she went the stairs where you guys first fought. Oh. That that map is like that map is. I'll explain this, but that map's like further this way. Mm. And her suggestion was, if you try and fight them all where we all fought, you, you're gonna be overrun. You gotta spread out your forces. Use the land that you have at your advantage. Cause. Just my way of saying I don't, I don't intend to have a tower defense. I mean, this is that much better than having a little piece of paper. That was nice. Absolutely. This is wonderful ambush spot. Mm-hmm. We're just saying. Yep. Unfortunately, I bought Amber Lowe, but... Please do. No. I don't want to put some spiders. I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
all set? Yep. Entrance to the castle, or is this? This is just kind of off the map. Okay. A bit. It's like another X mark that way. Those are where like the steps are on the castle. Those over there. Gotcha. That's what she she meant. Like, don't focus your defenses on the steps of the castle because that's you know you use the land way. you have available to you. Mm-hmm. My way of saying. This is gonna take place not on the steps where you guys fought the fake vampires, but mm-hmm. a bit using this whole realm to your advantage. Because if you wait for the army to crash against you, you'll be smashed into the rocks. Yep, exactly. Last time, this is this is what I meant. Remember last time where I was like, you guys had to like climb up some tall steps because they are like five feet approximately tall each. Yeah, you did describe them as like you had to really like <laughs> to come up them, so they'll be yeah. difficult terrain to go up and do that thing where you hop up so half your body's on there and do that awkward twist. Right. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, you're essentially climbing the stairs if you're a normal creature. Alright. Oh, Alright, go, go. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Maybe you set the alarm ready for 8 something? Yep. Perfect. 8.30. I promise the rest of the session is much less me talking. That part's over. Now it's all of you guys planning and figuring out what else you have at your dis- disposals. Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. But what would I know about my past with the orcs? Huh? Yeah. Like, because they're, in my head, I picture 
that they're um, like a little mindless, but mostly they're just sort of brutal and savage and they have a little bit of intelligence. So like, you know, a banana peel is not going to trip them up, but like. So quite different than my works, if we're being honest. I think that is more the way that they've been described to you. Mm -hmm. I would say since you've been on, on the front lines, you know that that's less true than what they want you to, to, to think. Mm -hmm. In your experience, you've shot arrows through people who have cried out for their mothers and children mm -hmm. on the battlefield, which, because you've learned to speak for a short time, most elves, even Liquid, don't bother with this such and such things. So I would say how you described it is how it's described to you, but you would have suspicion that's not quite true. But either way, they are smart fighters, works. Okay. Okay, so, as Earp says, well, let's see this. Uh, this is a good goddamn place we're going to be defending. Um, Pilus Ventopolis leads you out of the grand stone doors to, to, to the um, Unbounded Arcanium. Leads you through the foyer with all of its objects and trinkets and doodads lost in time there. Out the doors, down the steps where you, you guys fought the, the three vampires actually shot archive. And about another 30, 60 feet, I don't really care, to this point here. Everything in green here is made of solid jade. If you remember from last time I was describing the tall jade steps that you had to really like grasp on and come up. So in other words, for a medium or small creature, they'll be considered difficult terrain to go up them like that. You're almost climbing them more than anything else. You guys survey this area here, walking from corner, looking down at, at the sheer rock face, a pillar here that could possibly be used for something. This archway here has long fallen, which can be used for a nice defensive point. And since I know Leo's been asking, it's a little bit sooner than I want to, but that's okay because that's what makes TNT fun. In addition to this, you will all be also taking over one of the people. <laughs> this is a big deal. Wow. This is a big deal. This is exactly how it's been to describe. Yashadar Kai will do what they, they can. I will roll on my own to see how well or not they do, which might might impact how hard it is for you guys. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. But your job is ultimately to, to defend this pass. Remembering you can always retreat back <clears throat> into the palace, but if you retreat too too soon, they might be able to reach it. You retreat up here too the late. only entrance? The only way to get to the palace is if they make it past that. Okay, so they, down there doesn't count. Correct. Down there does not count. Good question though. So here are the assignments well, I, which I have made for you, and I think my rationale makes sense. Mm -hmm. One, Claymore. Meh. In relation to me saying Claymore, I should be saying Ryan. You already have two char characters to contend with, with the way that, way that you, you normally play. So I'm giving you what I think is the easiest one. Not because I don't believe in your abilities, because you already have two. Krofgef, the oh, zealot, zealot. Ar 
Baron and will you. be yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Randall, you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a zealot essentially go in and die, but don't die. Also, note that these are not. I didn't do this like I did um, Daniel and Elspeth. These are made much more streamlined. Mm-hmm. So they don't have all the things that you might want, but they have the things that they have. They do. Not every this druid is what they're capable of. Exact same. Mm-hmm. Steven, since you're good with with spells, but. I, I thought you might want to uh, step step forward. You get the Paladin of Redemption. I've also put probably the main spells that you'll use on the back, okay. but also every spell, and I've circled them in, in red on the front, but you have an app. You're free to find whatever the fuck you want. You can free to use them however you want. So, Kratark, okay, so, so Steven, you're Kratark? Correct. Mm-hmm. And Kraut's guest. Annie. I'm just gonna say it, but you have both. Oh, Arthiel. Hmm. Arcane Archer. And Leo, since you're so used to to doing the up close and brutal, but you have a strategy mind. And I always think sometimes you must be like, God, I wish I could do happy spells. You get the Dream Guardian Druid. Mm-hmm. Note the Dream Guardian, this he particular does not have the ability to wild shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. But he has plenty of other things yeah, at disposal. If you look at the back of the sheet, I have I have again oh outlined the spells mm-hmm. that you might find the most useful. I've also he can summon specifically those creatures that you see on, on the right side, and I, and I have minis for those. Nice, nice, nice. And I, as far as I'm this is what he's capable of. So don't worry. Exactly. That, that that's fine. Unless okay. you're somebody like man, I really want to find this thing. You look in the book and do it if you want to. But that mm-hmm. is, I think that will be the majority of what's given. That will be more than enough based on what you're. But you especially will already be wearing both. Are yeah. we considered to have had a long rest? Or are we working with whatever we have right now? Yeah, this is still six gonna days. be six six days a week. Okay. You guys will yeah. have long. We will. You guys can worry about rest on your own time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah by by the time this happens, I promise you. You'll be fully rested up. Everything that you have will be. It'll be two full long rest. So chances are, even your magical items that are regain mm-hmm. charges. As far as I'm concerned, put all to max. Mm-hmm. Everything that you have in, in your disposal. Finally, we have Heather in the Wind, which I will be piloting, unless one of you or your sub characters fall. Then we'll assign this to that person at that time. That that's your one mm-hmm. back. But I will be piloting her. Fun. Start with. Does your mall have a five foot reach? Ten foot. Ten foot. Okay. Because this is a five foot reach, so I was just going to How does that. Is that normal? Is that like. Yeah, five foot reach is normal. Yep. Okay, so when do you normally. Tell me some strategy for Reckless. Do it. Always. Always? Yeah, why are. Yeah, I always do it. Because I can tell. Why you would want to do it, especially if you're you're pretty positive you can probably kill this guy in the next two hits. I do it almost always because I have great weapon master. Did you guys have yeah, great weapon master? That's, yeah. that's why. So like it takes five from my attack roll. So like I roll with advantage so that hopefully I'll still get pretty high, but then I get to add ten damage. If he doesn't have that, then I would really just say when you're raging is a good yeah. time. I don't see raging on here. Does he? I mean, you said barbarian. So yeah, he rages. There's a, there's no he actually does not because again to, 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 to remove as many details as I can from you, yeah. he has damage resistance to necrotic, radiant, bludgeoning, piercing, and damage from non-magical weapons oh. all the time. So he's just always raging, essentially. Oh. It's essentially always raging, but it is non-magical, so if I say something <laughs> against you with a magical weapon, you'll take full damage, he does not. But again, 
I tried to make it as simple. Your decisions are minimal as possible. And again, not just you, but everybody's yeah. here because I don't want you guys to have a full care sheet and then another full, which is more like an empty so Anytime you really want to get that reason, like if you don't have to worry about those things, yeah, anytime yeah, you really want to get that endurance, like work the orc feet, have work feet, he's got endurance and a resistance. Legendary resistance. Legendary resistance. So he's essentially meant to be unkillable, so he'll stand out there. He'll be something that focuses on. He'll go. How fucking miserable would it be if we went through like six rounds and this guy just went, uh, every single time? Done. Dang, this guy's got some stuff. What'd you got? What'd you got, Summer Bomb? Norwin, give you some Summer Bomb. Summer Bomb? As a bonus action, the Dream Guardian blesses a creature you can see within 120 feet. The target gains 10 or 3 to 6 hit points. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> I can't get fire. Mm-hmm. I like that too, though. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That gives us time to heal later. Or you get to kill the shit. True. Okay, so I'm gonna take this away from you because I'm gonna finish up. Good. Here, I'll take it. Take it away from me. Okay. Um, come closer to Battle Day. How far away can Inky go and scout? 100 feet. That's it? Oh, interesting. I want to still be able to see 100 feet. Okay. Mm. Same with Sweden. Gotcha. That you do all the birds? Yes. Okay. That he's, um, Prylus says, remember, you will all be linked with a telepathic link, so whoever's in the, in the forefront can relay what they see with everybody else. Now I'm talking to you. I think you know what. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a little sun spell for like... Which one? Which spell is it? Telepathic link. Telepathic link? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's, it's a wizard only or a wizard sorcerer mm-hmm. only. Okay. Rary's telepathic bond is a fifth level that is the highest uh, ritual casting uh, that I could do. I don't think it's that one. I think it's just called telepathic link. It's mm-hmm. nine creatures that you can they within ten feet when you do it, but it's you're linked for eight hours and less if you're on the same plane of existence. Okay, yeah, that one's slightly different because Rary's oh. is uh, one hour, but it's eight creatures, so it's very similar. So it's like. So obviously, that's basic. Where I feel is going to be best a a range undercover shooting things. That's where she is good at. Kalkgeth is good at getting up front, taking taking aggro and surviving against odds. Um, Inkumberfem. Like, like most druids, a whole host of spells and whatnots what that mm-hmm. you can do. Probably not so much an up and front cut fighter, just because he does not have wild shapes himself. He's more of a spell caster, do a whole bunch of shit. And Kradark, being a paladin, we don't like to get in there and swing, but he has a bunch of utility and defensive type as well. And as you can see on his form, especially down at his reaction, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's quite good at taking damage for other people. Mm-hmm. So consider you might want to 
impair him with somebody if it's somebody else on on, on the front lines. Right? Maybe, maybe not impaired, just whatever he does. And these are things I'm very explaining. What's that? So as they're sort of describing this, and you guys will have, this is actually, funny, funny enough, I know it seems impossible now, but this is kind of where I thought, and this is where I was really hoping we'd get before our tubing break. So you guys can like, you know, like talk like online, like blah, 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 but it's fine, because we probably won't play it that next week, I'm guessing, probably not yeah. left me in a row, which is great, because then you guys can chit chat about your own, you guys will oh, have time to learn, I by the way, Heather in the wind says, Traps, a few explosive traps. Um, if there is an area of uh, 20 foot square where you might want su such things to be, I don't know, 10 foot square, 10, 10 foot circle around it. Well, I'm around it. I say, why are you even holding out on me, Feather? I'm not holding out. I simply don't know what do you need from me, sir. I, I'm, I'm more good at healing. I'm going to drag her with me as I walk forward and look at things. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, so nobody in here. I'm going to eventually, very soon now, give you guys time to eventually, when the coffee's done, get coffee and chat about this. I'm going to excuse myself. I want you guys to... But you will have the camera on and record. Yeah, I did it. I was actually going to say, I'll turn the camera off. Ooh. If you want to. I want you guys to use things like pencils and like in, in X's or so to denote where you want your own people to be or take, like, and I recommend that somebody takes like picture on, on their phone or find, find a way to make your your plan in a way that I don't have to be here going, oh, that's where the trap is. That way, when I stumble into it, it'll be one of your guys' respons responsibilities to say, mm -hmm. you created my trap. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll be like, fuck, my entire Yu-Gi-Oh plot is fucked. <laughs> so let me know when you guys feel ready to have those more tactical discussions. And I'll just leave for like 15, 20 minutes so you guys can surprise me by things. Yeah. And that would be a good time to pause the video anyways and take our, I'll take a long break. Mm -hmm. By the way, your fearless commander is at the uh, looking for all input point as well. Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense for both Ava and I to be up top, considering she can shoot pretty far and do spells through her arrows, and my range for my spells is quite far too. Mm -hmm. And that way, if you're here and they're coming up against you, I can be right here and I can push them back with my Eldritch Blast. So that's one way I can be useful is pushing them back away from me. The only thing that I would be concerned about is in case you need to take the spine out of one of us, all of us. If as long as you can range. hear me, I can. Okay, that's fine. Within 60 feet. Within 60 feet, yeah. Yeah, within 60 feet. So, I'm concerned about that. So, yeah, if you're up here, we couldn't hear you down here, essentially. Yeah. I can always move forward. Yeah, just like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I'm taking input, not necessarily taking orders. So thank you, Randy. <laughs> Just like the guy working. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think of things, but um, you know, I don't so think I want Josh to hear them. Yeah, or when you got anything brewing. Um, Perhaps, perhaps a bit before we get too far down this path, part of my duty as your 
counselor, if, if you will, babysitter, there are things that I have that I think will aid you in this fight to come. Perhaps we should, we should speak on those so that you can make fully informed decisions. And I wrap my You just transfer her to this arm? <laughs> Why you been holding out on me, eyeball? <laughs> Please don't. And I let him go. And I let her go too. I'm just right. put this up for the sake of her. Show me what you got. You've seen enough. Okay, he, he leads you up that backside. And while he's leading you all, uh, Mother Duck, to the baby ducks behind, he says, So, to, just so you are all informed, teleportation in and out of the Raven Queen's fates palace is impossible. Teleportation in and out of this realm of Lathana is impossible. What that means is you recall the, the, the snowfall as mm-hmm. you flew in. Mm-hmm. I, I heard about that. Hilarious. I wish I wish I had a little bit higher. But you teleportation will stop at that point and cannot come until you are. Teleportation is not simply not how to work. So any t- teleportation abilities that you had you have, do not bank on those to get you inside of the palace. You have to go through the front doors like everybody else. There, there, there will be those manning the doors, and when you say closed, they will be closed. Will we have to fight every single time we want to come in and they're Boston? No, of course not, of course not. That was just to make sure that you were... That you, that you would have enough to fight here and your lives would be worth the journey. So, that is one thing. Do not rely on such things and think that you are proof around the battle Because going inside the palace would be impossible if you are outside it. Here, but if you are outside on this land, you shall be able to move as you wish. AKA, you can prove. Dimension door. Five, five, here, five, here. You Ooh. can't go, you, you can't just poop into the palace. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the line, for the sake of all uh, lines, will be the last archway. So you can poof up underneath it, but you can't poof past it. That's the last magical bastion. Perfect. He leads you guys. He leads you all. Um. Within the palace, through through the the, the unbounded arcanum, through a side door, up some spiral steps. You guys are looking around, and like I said before, it's kind of like a museum slash hoarder's house combined thing. And based on the previous explanation that you just recently got, where the shut archives kind of kind of go out into the mortal realm and steal or you know bring back memories and emotions tied to trinkets, a lot of these things are dolls and cribs and old crooked walking staffs paintings, things that elicit emotion and have memories bound to them, like this, like the snowflakes even. Some of them are weapons that have been old and, and rusted and not, not worth much. But as you finally go up about two levels on this vast palace, he's walking down a hallway toward a door that he taps his fingers on it. begins to open. I'm just imagining a very a classier version of what the guy at Thor Ragnarok uses the Bifrost sword for. Like 
going to the other realms and collecting trinkets and weird crap that oh you yeah, it might not actually yeah. be valuable and he's like i love these you're not gonna find two ak-47s here but maybe close these doors open up you walk through and you are in what can only be described as a laboratory but again more like a museum curator's office immediately tell these are some arcane and divine items. Whereas the other things in the hallways has more ramshackle dolls, cribs, walking staffs, false teeth, so on and so forth. A lot of the stuff here, I'm sorry. A lot of the stuff here <laughs> is more like um, shiny. Some are strewn about stonework tables and chairs. Others are placed more carefully in chests and upon shelves. It's to the shelves that he goes first. Friend Hylas says, Okay, well, first and foremost, let us look. We have a number of archers here, do we not? You, you are, you, you are, I already have what you need, pointing to you. Oh, I feel. He's like, Hmm, you didn't give me, me anything. And he's like, you have a bow, you have a bow. I care not how, how, how these things are district distributed, but here. And he pulls down four of what he describes as void arrows. Rachel, please read aloud what a void arrow does and just set them on top of the mass here so you guys can disseminate it afterwards. The pitch-dark piece of ammunition is composed of densely packed shadows. When shot from a longbow or a shortbow, this magic arrow flies in a 60-foot line, passing harmlessly through objects and ignoring cover. Each creature in the line must make a DC-13 dex save, taking 3d8 plus the dex modifier piercing damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. After traveling to 60 feet, the arrow dissolves into wisps of shadow that leave no evidence of its presence. So it's guaranteed damage to everything within a 60-foot line. The only question is, is it going to be half damage or full damage? Mm -hmm. Average is like 12 plus whatever your next modifier is. In addition to that, since range will be our most beneficial tool here, I have more. These are healing arrows crafted by the clerics within the Raven Queen's domain. This magic ammunition is made by the elder clerics of nature and hunting deities. An attack made with this ammunition deals no damage to any target hit by it. When you hit a creature other than yourself with this ammunition, that creature regains hit points equal to 1d8 plus your dex modifier. If the target is a friendly creature, you have advantage on the attack. Once it hits a creature, this ammunition dissolves into pure healing magic before it's destroyed. This ammunition has no effect on undead or constructs. So this is your ability to, from a range, even if you do not usually have healing magics, to heal from afar. One use each. Now, for those of you who are, you can tell he's getting like into it now. He, mm -hmm. he's, he's like, those were the easy things. Now, ah, there's a rod of glass. Or look at, maybe not glass, maybe it's actually crystal. 
that comes to a point, like a spiraling point, the light that they be one glowing orb here, some arcane source of light that's in here, making it reflect with different colors as your eyes shift and you move toward it. Pulls one down and goes, for those of you who are less of the dexterous type, but more relying on the strength of your arms instead, we have two light splitter javelins. Again, these are supposed to be put in the middle, but you can go ahead and meet with that, Uh This dark crystal javelin has a prized, uh, prismatic head and refracts light into beautiful displays of color. As an action, you can throw the javelin at a point within 60 feet and speak its command words, and when the javelin lands, it shatters and erupts in a dazzling display of color and light, casting painful radiance in a 20-foot radius. Creatures within the light take 8d6 radiant and are blinded until the end of their next turn, or half as much damage, and are not blinded with a successful DC. jostling them awake. But if they sleep for the full hour, you get the effects of a short, short, short rest. <laughs> or you get you get the effects of a good night sleep. <laughs> Magic. You shit. wake up feeling refreshed. Exactly. Magic. Magic That's fun. I'm like so angry that there is um uh, I forget what it is. There's like it's like the one druid spell. It's not a druid spell. <laughs> okay, we have it on record. Steven was mad at one point in time in his life for a reason. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what. It makes you feel better. I am also angry because I just saved that for his campaign today. And I'm like, well, screw it. Getting rid of that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. The Circle of Dreams know. Druid doesn't oh, yeah. get that spell. It's like, what the f- it's I have had that. It. You I've want the shit. I've heard you rant about those before. Yeah, so. I'm so mad. Anyway. I think everyone, everybody. This and he grabs what can only be really be described as those um, snow globes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He he grabs one, but it's not on its plinth. He just grabs it and tilts it up, and the snow just begins to swirl. Just a perfectly globular thing. And he says, "This is a blizzard sphere that has the raging blizzard within it." Go ahead and read just the important parts. You don't have to read the whole thing if you don't want to. But basically, what does it do? Okay. This glass sphere contains a raging blizzard inside. It's cold to the touch and vibrates with gusts of winds trapped within. As an action, you can throw the orb uh, at a point you can see within 30 feet, causing the orb to shatter upon impact. 
When an orb shatters, the blizzard erupts into a 20 foot radius sphere, some swirling ice and snow centered on the point of the impact. This blizzard remains for four rounds or until it's targeted by a dispel magic of DC 15 or cast to the fifth level or higher. Uh, when the creature enters the area for the first time or starts its turn there, makes a constitution saving throw on a failed save, the creature takes 26, or say, 16 cold damage, and on a successful save, they take half as much cold damage. Any surface within the blizzard is covered with a, sheet, a slick sheet of ice, uh, turning the ground uh, within the sphere into difficult terrain and there, that remains for the blizzard's duration. While the blizzard uh, persists, uh, that area within the sphere is also heavily obscured. The trace. Lay down. So yes, there's a one-time grenade that creates a blizzard mm-hmm. in a certain space that slows things down and creates mm-hmm. obfuscation. Nice. Finally, he says, well, I'm sure you all are familiar with, with, with these. I don't have so many now for a group so large as yours. But two potions of greater healing and one normal potion of healing. And... He goes, and I think these, are, I, I think I can assign these myself. You are free to share this if you want with each other. Mm-hmm. You do, do not have to. And see, places a circlet made of antler around, or he gives it to Robert. Mm-hmm. Notice none of these require attunement. That's always you fun. However, they are all uses and then they're done. Mm-hmm. And as he hands okay. these out, he explains these are all, everything here, items that have been gathered by the Shot Archive for just such a purpose as this. If you die with any of this still on your person, consider it wasted and your lives wasted. This is not the battle to, to conserve and nothing Ooh. else. Begin with what you have here. Your new commander, ladies and gentlemen. There's a shadowy cloak to Annie that seems to almost drip shadow from it. It evaporates on the ground beneath. It's even darker than mine. God damn it. Gives a long polearm, double-sided axe, like a halberd, with a little silver bell on it. She's so damn quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a shield with a demonic face and two smoldering red eyes to claim her. Oh shit. Oh. So, like, even after the fight, if we fused it up, it stopped forever. Yes, they're no determined, so they don't, they, these things don't recharge. If you make through the whole fight, you s- still have. Charge them, great, but don't come to me crying when mm-hmm. they're just dead in the ground. Yeah. No, I was just saying. I'm not, I'm not making fun of them. Yeah. Yes, they don't recharge. They're, they're, have a set number of charges and then they are done. Um, Halberd range. 10 feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty dope. So with that, you all now at this table, out of character have a shit ton of new character information, mm-hmm. a shit ton of magical items to disseminate amongst yourselves. The other people on your sheets have magical doodads that are just sort of in, in part of their character sheet. 
Like for like Amawa, I was very explicit in writing down void arrows and a set amount of them. Mm-hmm. Other people, I wasn't so explicit, but just in, it's in part of their thing. But if you want to give them any of these additional things, that's up to. Frankly, it's up to Earth. Mm-hmm. Prylus is giving every single thing he's looking to other people, except for the last four things I just, just gave. Mm-hmm. It is really up, up to Earth. Earth is the commander here. You don't get to touch anything. I'm a better shot than her. I'm just saying, kiss your sticky little fingers. Next thing you know, a few of these uh, magical items will be away in that lockbox that we never see. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to be away in things trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. I said no, they'll be away in the things trying to kill us. Ah, there we go. That makes sense. So he says, well, I can leave you back outside if you want. At this point, Tom gets a little bit tiny, whiny, wobbly. I'm sure there are things you guys will want to talk about amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are things that you guys want to learn about about this domain that you are currently in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's better planning that you want to have. At this point, I'm going to be quiet and there's no rush. We can have the entire next session can be more planning and plotting and getting until you guys are ready. To have the thing. I, I would imagine end of this one and the next one, but for sure after that we'll have to move forward and not beginning with the next one. It's up to you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shut the fuck up starting right now. You guys let me know if there's any, anything you want to do here or whatever else. I will facilitate. Otherwise, it's up to you guys. Command is knowledge. The <laughs> item that I was just given will give me a one-time use of my bee sheet. Just one. Oh, just a freebie? Just a freebie. Nice. I won't be able to turn into an elemental with it alone, but I can at least be something a little more hardy. Could you tag team with the other with the you, the other druid and both be something together? Like a place for those? From what I've heard from his person, he doesn't The elven lady, and I give those to what whatever her name. Awa. We can't do it can just all. color all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
Uh, are you asking if if he is? I think I think he is, because he has a he has a one. It's a one d eight battle axe, which means to be using it in one hand. So his other hand would be free. Um. So point being is he could use that shield if I tell him to use that shield. Yeah, you're right. Come in. Yes, ma'am. Did you figure out who put the wrong paper in your printer? For the lines? They were through all of them? Yeah, they're perforated. Yeah. I printed these a while ago. I didn't realize that. So, yes, I know. I know they are. I have fixed it today when I printed these off, but yes, yeah, some of them are. Unfortunately, nothing super important except for a claim sheet. <laughs> so. Oh, stop it. You're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin it. It feels nice. Oh, okay. That's fine then. You can do it. gave me more. Leo, would you like another beer? Oh, for, your, your, for your planning purposes? Mm-hmm. No, nobody plans well. Did, did you finally bring the chief a drink? Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you want coffee? Beer is great. Okay. I will want coffee. Oh, yeah, that's good. Coffee okay, just finished, so good time. Yeah. When we were in this general Asinaton, yep. what was the, um, I know everything was like crystally looking, was there anything that looked earthen in the area? I would say all of the ground that is white mm -hmm. is earthen. Okay. For earth spells, whatever the hell you're thinking of, moving through earth, it's not work stone, but it's any normal natural stone, it would be considered. Okay. It's a mountain with a light dusting of snow around, that's why it's white. Scrum talk? Because we can have our preliminary discussion now and always fine tune it, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, we're probably going to have to fine tune it. That's, yeah, so now's the best, better time than any, I guess. Okay. Mm -hmm. See you guys. We're in fine 